Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, March 26th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I bring in studio expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for today's show, today's guest is Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate. Also, if you are watching my show on Facebook or the YouTube channel or the show website, you'll see that we're on video. I would love to introduce my engineer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina, and happy day to you. Happy day to you too, Benny. Uh, also, I would love to introduce my director of marketing, director Becky. Great, Tina. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you. I like to introduce them because without the two of them, uh, this show definitely would not happen. There's a lot of behind the scenes work and I couldn't do it without both of you. So thank you, Benny and Becky. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now let's start out today's show as I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Fed and mortgage-backed securities hit us one more time. St. Louis Fed president and voting member Raging Jim Bolin is the first Fed member to speak to the media post-Fed meeting. He was the line dissenter who wanted a 50 basis point hike. He said that he wants the Fed's rate to be above 3% this year to fight inflation. And this would imply 12 rate hikes. He also thinks that the Fed should already start reducing their balance sheet. Waller makes me want to holler. Fed governor and voting member Christopher Waller said that the Fed may need to hike by 50 basis points one or, or more times in the coming months to tame inflation. He also said that the Fed needs to start reducing their balance sheet soon in the next meeting or two. Now he was very out of tune on his comments where he said there is no chance of recession. It's been a little maddening to see that the Fed who was so accommodating and watching inflation go from 1.75 now to almost 8% now changed their tune. Where were they when the inflation kept rising and they said that we would be trans 
Transtority. Several members who have since resigned were profiting from the Fed buying mortgage-backed securities. Now, we are in the same position, or we are in this position because of the Fed, and the reason that we're seeing boom and bust cycles. The Fed now wants to get ultra-aggressive but historically, they go too far and they push us into a recession. Now, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said inflation is much too high and pledged to take necessary steps to bring prices under control. He said that the Fed will continue to hike rates until inflation is under control. He also noted rate hikes could go from the traditional quarter basis points to move up to a more aggressive 50 basis point increase if necessary. The Fed's more aggressive tone has sparked some fears in the bond market that the Fed will be more serious about reducing their balance sheet. Now, on the jobs front, initial job claims with measures, individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time decreased 28,000 to 187,000. This is the lowest level since September of 1969, almost 53 years. That's how old I am. Continuing claims, which are those that continue to receive benefits after their initial claim decreased 67,000 to 1.35 million, which is a low going back to January of 1970. Employers are holding on to their workers and firing less. The labor market is extremely tight. New home inventory is not what it seems. KB Home, a U.S. home builder, reported Q1 earnings, and their CEO said that our biggest challenge today is completing homes, not selling them, and the demand continues to be robust. They missed delivery figures because of ongoing major supply constraints. They cited flexible uh, ductwork, stainless steel, double ovens, garage doors, windows, cabinets, and HVAC equipment, just to name a few, are the reasons that they cannot deliver on the homes. This coincides with this week's new home sales report, the available inventory. They said 91% of homes, or 91% of these homes, are from the inventory that have not started on under construction yet. Now, the big takeaway is KB Homes' earning call for a demand remains re- robust, even in the face of higher mortgage interest rates. And speaking of inventory, there were only 870,000 homes for sale nationwide, which is up just a little bit, 2% from the record low last month, but still down 16% and at the very depressed levels. From July, inventory were down about 33%. There is only 1.7 month supply of homes. Again, this is nationwide. When six months is considered a balanced market, so speaking to the imbalance of the supply and demand, homes were only on the market for 18 days in February, down from 19 days. This should continue to support the home prices. Media creates real estate land of confusion. The past Friday, there was a story on affordability that captured media headlines. Their report showed that monthly payments increased 28% from last year, which sounds concerning at first glance, but you must take everything into account including income. So comparing payments from last year to this year, that statement would be half correct. But when you take income into consideration, that gives you the full and real picture of affordability. Incomes have increased by 6% since last year, but that's all wage growth. Private sector wages have gone up almost 10%, which is likely better representation of our buyers here in our market. Let's just use 6% as factoring in the increase in monthly payment. The real change in payment ratio is only 3%. 
the impact to consumers is much less than the media headlines would lead you to believe. Please remember, fear sells, and that's why most media outlets put out fear-based news. Tina Mitchell, and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate right here on 1150 AM KKNW. The Elston Team, a family real estate business serving the Puget Sound region, focused on client service and results with a commitment to high professional and ethical standards. For more information about the Elston Team, visit elstonteam.com. That's E-L-S-T-O-N team.com. Want to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Let us help you produce a professionally sounding radio show or podcast. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now. Back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, March 26th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I can answer any questions or connect you with my guests. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Sunny, welcome. Yeah, so excited to have the whole show for you today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so a little bit, let me share with my listeners uh, a little background of Sunny. Sunny is a licensed licensed managing broker and has tons of knowledge gained by driving a high volume of real estate transactions over many years. This combined with her previous experience as a mortgage broker, real estate investor, and property flipper enables her to provide amazing service to her clients. She loves real estate and she loves helping people. Sunny and her team did over 40 million in real estate transactions just last year. And that is why Sunny is on the show because that is a one percentile for sure. And I love to bring uh, the best of the best into the show. So Sunny, what life experience brought you into your line of work? Well, as you mentioned, uh, I started when I was a loan officer uh-huh. and then I took some time off to to have a baby. <laughs> and when I came back into the industry, um, I was buying houses in foreclosure uh, on the courthouse steps. It was super exciting and fun. And then we remodeled a lot of the houses and we kept them as real as uh, long-term rentals and we sold quite a few. And that's kind of how I ended up into it. Um, then I decided I wanted to help other people, show them how to get the most money for their houses. So early on, I spent most of my time just as a listing agent. 
and then it's evolved from there. Yeah, well, I could see uh, coming out of the uh, the market in the mortgage industry, maybe real estate might be a little bit more fun. And you get in and you have all that experience of doing it personally for yourself mm-hmm. and saying, wow, I can really do this. And now I'm going to help a lot of uh, other consumers uh, buy and sell real estate. So Sunny, what is something that you share with potential clients that are exciting them about this real estate market right now today? Well, it's a fantastic time to buy. I mean, honestly, it's hard to go wrong. Uh, The whole market's going up. Uh, We've got such good jobs. Um, You know, Global warming is kind of our friend here. I've been I know, you, isn't it? Right? Uh-huh. It's an unfortunate factor in the world, but in, in Seattle, it's kind of a nice benefit. Uh-huh. I feel guilty saying that, but, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's very nice, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's a great place to be. We've got great jobs, great air, great water. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and with the employment, all the all the tech that we have here, which is obviously a, uh, our higher income and a lot of people that are able to uh, get into our, our local real estate market here. So, Sunny, what is something that you wish that you knew five years ago that would help you in your business today? You know what I didn't anticipate was the whole short-term rental phenomenon. Um, my husband and I got into it just within the last year for ourselves personally. We divested of one of our long-term rentals and did the 1031 exchange program. Um, I don't know if you've probably talked about that with your listeners already, uh, into a short-term rental in California, and that's going really well. Um, Had I anticipated that five years ago, I probably could have helped many of my clients um, get into the short-term market. Yeah, that's a benefit in in working with so many buyers and sellers that you have in your career is that, you know, we're always continuing to learn and new things that are coming uh, coming in with unique buyers or or sellers allows us to really bring that um, and level up everything that we're doing. So um, that is wonderful, Sunny. Well, we're going to be having more conversation with Sunny coming up next, continued conversation with Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate. So what's the deal with all of these postcards and letters that homeowners are receiving asking to buy their house? That's a conversation I'm going to be having with Sunny right here on 1150 AM KKNW. The Elston Team, a family real estate business serving the Puget Sound region focused on client service and results with a commitment to high professional and ethical standards. For more information about the Elston team, visit elstonteam.com. That's E-L-S-T-O-N team.com. The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on KKNW AM 1150. Join the show to experience expert advice and knowledge on today's events in our local economy that can affect your money. That's every Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. with a repeat show on Sundays at 8 a.m. For more information about The Money Hour radio show and their guests, visit themoneyhour.com. That's themoneyhour.com. 
Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 26th show. You can also listen to my show on podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more importantly, to connect you with the guest that I have on the show today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And continue conversation with Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate. So what's the deal with all of these postcards and letters that homeowners are receiving asking to buy their house right here on 1150 AM KKNW? So let's get right into it, uh, Sunny, because I think that this is just a really great topic that I actually have not brought into studio yet. So excited to, uh, to, to go over this with you. What is the deal with all of the postcards that every homeowner is getting in the mail with people saying that they want to buy their house? Yeah, and it's not even just postcards anymore. I mean, it's, it's postcards, it's letters, it's junk texts it's phone calls from phone rooms it's you know it, it, it's just awful <laughs> i mean I, I we have a bunch of rentals so we literally get a stack every week i mean it's just it, and and the, the phone calls too yeah. and, and and the texts so um it's people looking to obviously get the property that's not on market yeah. You know, the market will let people really know what their property's worth and value is going up so quickly. And we can talk later about the, the values, but, but it's just trying to get in there and not pay market value is the bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, real estate, uh, real estate agents, majority of them, not you, because you're an industry leader and you do a lot of volume, you're always going to be successful regardless of what market and the most successful people, they actually uh, do re really well in challenged market. It has an opportunity for you to shine for the expert that you are, but majority of real estate agents, it's really challenging. And so being able to do anything or uh, that they can to try to figure out any way to generate business, which is really uh, can be devastating for uh, for sellers, which we're going to talk about uh, here. So when a homeowner gets these postcards, phone calls or text or all of the above, does the person really want to buy their house? Well, they're usually working off of public records. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every anytime you own real property, it is a matter of public records and they manage to access these lists quite often through title companies yep. uh, and they've got the people's first names. Uh, I, I don't know how the heck they find the phone numbers, but they do. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> I guess that's a whole different sort of list. Uh, it's usually not specific to one house. Yeah. Um, it, they try to make it sound like it is, but it, they're usually blanketing a zip code, uh, just hoping that somebody will bite. Yeah, that mass marketing, hopefully that they can get a deal so that they can uh, make their own mortgage payment. So if so many houses are selling above list price, where do 
where do those houses that are underpriced, I mean, where are those at? So I, I, I think I, or I, I should say, I mean, I think approach a little bit. were they, yeah, were those houses they underpriced? underpriced. If, if they're going, if they're selling for such a higher above list price, when those homes were listed, were they listed underpriced or under market? Usually not. Usually what's going on is most of us real, you know, professional real estate brokers, we're looking at the market stats. We look at similar houses. We get our list price off of similar houses that have sold in the last 60 or 90 days. And we recommend that our sellers price accordingly. But the situation is houses are going up so fast right now. Every single house I take on the market, I get multiple offers and it gets bid up. I mean, obviously that's me doing my job, presenting yes. well, you know, exposing it to the market. And right now uh, on the east side, 82% of the new listings go for over list price. Yeah. And they're going for a median of 23% over list price. Yeah. This is hundreds of thousands of dollars. In Seattle, it's not quite as hot. Uh, you know, they've had some pretty bad press and they've got some crime stuff going on. So in Seattle, it's 62% um, of the new listings sell for over list price. And the median amount they go over is 14.5%. Now, these statistics were as of the end of February, because we don't, yes, of course, we don't, we don't have March's numbers out yet because we're still in March, but. But, uh, and and the you know the importance uh, the importance of working with a seasoned agent that can really get that house to the maximum price. And if you're a buyer and listening and you're going, oh my gosh, I'm paying 23% or 16%, um, you know, over uh, what that house is worth. It's not that's not the case mm -hmm. because the no. homes are worth what consumers are willing to pay. That's what determines value. It's what what are people willing to pay? And these homes have multiple people that are coming in and willing to pay, and that's that that's that bidding war. So that is what the home is actually uh, worth. So Sunny, many of the offers to purchase houses off market say that they will pay all of the closing costs and commissions. Is that really such a good deal? Uh, not if you miss out on that bidding war. Yeah, those percentages. I mean, let's about. This mm -hmm. is why they're doing this. They're spending a fortune on the phone rooms, the postcards, because you know, people are getting, again, they may be getting what is like 20% over what you can justify is fair market value. So they're going in saying, I'm going to, I'm going to give you fair market value. It might very well be 20% below or more. Yeah. I mean, 23% was the median on the, on the East side. Yeah. Right. And the sad part is, is the people that do that are never going to know what they missed. Yeah. Yes. Think yeah. it's thinking that they're saving a, a few percent on commissions. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Wow. And then they see, you know, later what they could have done. That's they see later that their neighbor's house sold for, you know, five or six hundred thousand dollars more than theirs sold for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I that's why that's why I think this is an important topic because I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. That's why we're so excited to bring uh, that you were bringing this topic into the show, uh, Sunny, for sure. So for a seller out there that is thinking that this sounds super convenient, how much money will they give up if they're selling their home? I mean, we've talked about that, that percentage um, there, but, you know, give me, give me an, an, an example of what that might look like for, uh, for a seller. Okay. Well, 
so these people that are making these offers more often than not, they're planning on reselling that property. Mm -hmm. uh, they're buying it, hoping they can get it under, under market value. And they're either just going to turn around and put it on the market, or they're going to remodel it and put it on the market. Um, so they're going to have expenses too. Mm -hmm. They're going to have basically their cost of acquisition, their cost of holding, their cost of sale. Just figure their expenses are going to be 10%. And they are not going to do this for less than a 10% profit. Yes. They can't afford to, right? Yeah. Why would they? Uh -huh. You're not going to spend a million dollars on something and not make a hundred thousand and all the work and stress that it takes to do that remodel and all the cost yeah. of all that um, marketing that they're yeah. doing all those postcards all those phone rooms so yeah. uh they could be leaving 20 percent on the table yeah. or more yeah. even more yeah that's a it's it's a lot of money and again a really it's retirement we're talking right yeah. Wow. And that's it. It's, it, it's so, um, it's so interesting, but it's, you know, true. If it sounds too good to be true, you know, so it, then it most likely is. And you have to be really careful for careful for the mass uh, mailers and the phones and the text, because they're, it's, it's what is called and, you know, for trigger leads, it's those call centers. And it just like Sunny said, those, that money has to be made, up somewhere and there's something that you're uh, losing and what you're losing is you're losing thinking, well, wow, I've got a buyer that's just going to come in and buy my ho home. You're losing what truly the market says that you can get for your home because it's not getting out there to the open market. Correct, Sunny? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So how we talked a little bit about the Seattle market, that it's not quite as good as the East side. Uh, can you talk a little bit more on that, Sunny? Well, Seattle City Council did a few things that was, um, you know, not friendly to landlords, mm -hmm. uh, not friendly to business. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been some crime problems. And um, I've had quite a few clients that years ago, we sold them houses in Seattle and now they've got kids and they're calling us up saying, hey, we wanna move to the east side. And I, I believe it's really affecting values. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, you know, like any cycle, I'm sure it will turn around. Uh, it's been a little discouraging during the pandemic because the big companies like Amazon stopped having their people come to downtown, which has just really hurt our urban core. Um, yeah. I hope it turns around. Yeah, I do too. It, um, it definitely is. Uh, is sad to see some of the things that are happening uh, in Seattle. But like you said, it's the uh, the decision maker that's making decisions that is really hurting uh, our beautiful city of Seattle. But still, the real estate is hot. Property values are, you know, property. Oh my are, gosh! Yeah, I, I just helped. I, I just helped a young couple that was moving here from New York uh, purchase a place, uh, a townhome near Woodland Park Zoo, mm -hmm. and you know, like everything, we were lucky to get it. Yeah, uh, they're all sold out now. Um, this was new construction. Uh, so it, it, again, inventory still tight. There's still multiple offers in Seattle. I recently put a house on Beacon Hill. Uh, we went $180,000 over list price, 13 yeah. offers, more than those sellers ever dreamed we'd get. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. yeah. What about West Seattle? Cause I, I think that was, 
there was a lot more concern that West Seattle was going to be impacted a lot more be- be- because of the 520 bridge. But is that really, it's really not been the case, right? No, it hasn't. Yeah. I, I think it surprised quite a few of us uh, that, you know, that driving around hassle, we figured, oh, heck, nobody's going to buy anything in Seattle, in West Seattle. Yeah. And no, there's, they seem to be going strong. You know, this too will pass. Now we're almost through that whole bridge thing. Yes. West, West Seattle is pretty dang beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. I've, you know, and I thought when that was coming out, it's like West Seattle's who's Hampshire. And I thought, you know, people that, that they, people want to live in West Seattle. It is beautiful. And it actually might be a little bit of benefit to go there and, and buy when there is some challenges, because it's really great to go in and, and buy something that is not as appealing to everyone else. Uh, so maybe a lot of people were thinking that and it caused for nothing to really happen uh, in substance to uh, West Seattle. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get back to the off market. Are there any sellers that are selling off market that this, you know, that it made sense for them? You know, occasionally. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, I, I, I but it's occasionally. <laughs> In general, you know, the market is going to even make that same buyer that would have bought off market uh-huh. bring, bring their A game, right? Because yes. when, it, when it's off market, they're going to make an offer that even if it's, you know, even if it's a teardown house, right? And, and you're talking a builder come buy it. Uh, builders are great, right? They don't have to get financing. If the house is non-financeable, they're, they're a great fit. However, once you put it on the market, the builders are still going to come. But yeah. now, now they're going to be afraid that they're going to have to compete, right? With other builders. Okay, yeah. So they're really going to bring their best offer. Yeah, um, I guess there's there's every once in a while where it's a desperate situation where somebody needs the money and they need it now. Yep. And, you know, you got to pay for a medical emergency or, or something yeah. like that. But even at that thing, even I mean, at that, if you can wait just like a couple weeks or maybe even five days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, cash, the cash buyers will still come. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. So um, how does a seller get the most money for their house in the market? Because, you know, a, a seller might be listening today going, you know, can I just put a sign out on my yard? When the reality is we're this, this conversation with Sunny right now is for sellers and how to maximize the net profit on your property in absolutely at such a high end a seller's market. So how does a seller get the most money? And what would you say to somebody who says, you know, I'm just going to put a sign out on my yard and well, save, and save uh, real estate commissions? Yeah. Because that's probably yeah. what they're, you know, really the why behind that is just to save real estate commissions. So, you know, talk, talk on that. Well, first of all, understand what you're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you're entering into a contract. One of the most important big dollar contracts you ever enter into. And also one of the ones you're most likely to get into legal conflict over. I mean, I have had deals where people come to me, they decided not to use an agent. Now they're losing their earnest money because they didn't know, you know, just what was involved in that financing contingency. Uh, I, 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 I know someone I'm working with, well, I'm not working with him, obviously, if he'd had me represent him, this wouldn't have happened, but he uh-huh. came with this problem. He's got $90,000 of earnest money at risk because he chose to go directly to the seller's agent 
who wasn't looking out for his best interest. Because the seller's agent can't. The seller's agent, they have a contract with the seller. So when you think that the agent that represents the seller can represent you as a buyer, legally, they cannot. They have to represent the best interest of the seller. Yeah, so, go ahead. So, so this, yeah, this, this guy's, you know, waiting for his date in court and he may very well lose that $90,000 earnest money. You know, and from the seller's point of view, yeah. So and I, I, over the years, right, I've had people calling me. They, they want me to now sell their house, but they're busy being involved in a, in a lawsuit. Yeah. They, they thought they were going to be smart. They picked some buyer. Their buyer wasn't that qualified. They got involved with some terms, maybe some, some, some lease option to own stuff with this buyer. Yeah. Now the buyer's in their house. They need the money. They can't get it. They're having trouble evicting them. You know, there's, there's just so many problems. Yeah. So um, many things that can go wrong when, when you don't have an expert representing you and really an expert, because there's only a small percentage of, of great seasoned agents out there that do the volume like you do. And that's critically important. You know, yeah. And, and I guess now's the time to talk about, oh no, I've got dogs in the background. Sorry. I can hear you dogs. <laughs> yes, they're awesome. really cute. They're <laughs> they are. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes to real estate agency, we are licensed to protect our clients' legal interest in the contract that we're representing, okay? So we're practicing a very limited law. It's a, it's a limited scope, but it is practicing limited law. Yes. And agency means we are here just to protect our clients' best interest. Yes. Above all else. And it's, it's unfortunate that I'm not sure that everybody in our industry grasps, gra sorry, grasps the, the heaviness of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what about houses that need repairs? You talked a little bit about if your house can't be financed, um, it's going to be difficult to uh, get, you know, some of the buyer pool is obviously going to be out because you're left to people that are can come in and buy it with cash. But uh, should sellers take advantage of these offers when they feel that they have properties that need repairs? No. <laughs> yes. The answer all the way through is absolutely no, right? Well, I, you know, there's a lot of programs out there, mm -hmm. uh, different types of financing. You need to know what your property qualifies for. And, you know, even, you know, well, you know this uh, recently, uh, okay, there's the repair issue. And so, you know, maybe they're not going to want to go with an FHA loan or a VA loan because uh -huh. they have a, a, a higher scrutiny uh, of, the, of the level of the, the repair of the property. But again, that's when an agent, also knows to consult their quality lender and yes. say, hey, what do you think of this one? Let me let me tell you what the home repair said, right? Or the yeah. inspection report. Yes. Which financing programs should I use? Or do you have a, a portfolio product that if some, some buyer comes to me and they think they're going to buy FHA, I can say, no, 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 no. I need you to talk to my lender. I think yes. she's got a better fit loan program, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, right? That's the kind of thing. And then condos are even another story. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's a matter of, right, of, of yeah, a lot of things going on with the secondary market. And having you review it and go, okay, any red flags here? Yes. yes. 
Yeah, yeah. The secondary market, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and the government insured loans as well. Uh, a lot of things going on uh, in the condo market and that everything is based on statistics of uh, risk of default. And, you know, there's been a, you know, a lot more uh, default that has shown up in those statistics on the secondary market. So that's why uh, there's a lot of things that have changed around that. So let's get back to the postcards, texts, and phone calls, uh, the massive ones uh, that might be coming in. How should home owners think about these offers to buy their home directly? What's at risk there? Well, they're, they're not getting what's due to them. Yes. Uh, you know, even if it is, which is usually not, but even if it literally, because you'll see the rare, the rare letter that says, Hey, I'm, I'm whatever real estate agent. I've got a buyer that really wants a home on your street. Yes. Okay. Sure. They think they know what their home's worth. They don't know until we put it on the market and get that bidding work. And yeah. it goes up a whole 20% more. Yes. They're, they're missing out on that. Yeah. So as I'm ending up uh, ending my segment here with Sunny, uh, if you're listening to uh, this show today, it really is an, an important one, especially for uh, the sellers that are listening to the show that these marketing things that come in, the postcards, the mailers, the phone calls, the text messages in, you know, really saying, hey, I've got somebody that wants to buy your house. You need to get your house out there exposed to the market. And you need to work with a seasoned, experienced agent that's going to be able to maximize the offers because a lot of that is in price and how it's listed as well. Maximize the offers and then to really be able to help you decide between those 15, 20 offers, whatever that is that's coming in on your house, help you see the benefits from one to the other. Ultimately, a seller needs to decide who they're going to accept for their offer, but it's not always about the bottom line. There's other things in, in financing. Uh, you want to make sure that nothing happens and that buyer, uh, their financing falls through. So if you've got somebody that's waiving the finance contingency, someone that's not, how much earnest money. So a lot of things uh, that Sunny, as a licensed real estate agent and a great one at that, really helps you navigate through that process. So, yeah. Absolutely, Tina, because you know what doesn't happen? If they choose the wrong buyer and they don't successfully close, yeah. when we have to go back on the market, we chances are we're not going to get a second bidding war. Because yes. the buyers are all going to say the same thing. What's wrong with it? Yeah. And that... that Go ahead, Sunny. That's super heartbreaking for the seller. Yeah, and that's another, you know, conversation of just that emotional because it that's is how it works when you have to go back on the market or you, you know, you have um, after something fell through, um, buyers are not coming in uh, at the same level for sure. Well, coming up next on the Money Hour, continued conversation with Sunny Elston of Windermere Real Estate, and that's right here on eleven fifty a.m. KKNW. The Elston Team, a family real estate business serving the Puget Sound region, focused on client service and results, with a commitment to high professional and ethical standards. For more information about the Elston Team, visit elstonteam.com.
That's E-L-S-T-O-N team.com. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW this Saturday, March 26th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere. You can catch my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market, everything that has to do regarding your money. Uh, Continued conversation with Sunny Elston, of Windermere Real Estate right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So, uh, Sunny, in my money chat, I talked about new construction. What, what do you see that's happening with our local builders in our market here in new construction? And is new construction a good option for buyers? Well, new construction is still really limited. You know, we, we've got the water on one side and the mountains on the other. Uh, good building lots are hard to find. Um, a lot of our, our builders are really just hoping and, and praying that they can find that nice uh, grandma's house that uh, was sitting on four acres and that they can turn into uh, 20 houses. Yeah. Um, and it's getting far and few between. Uh, you know, our, our new environmental laws uh, keep them back from from wetlands and streams and steep slopes and uh, the the really nice, good pieces of property. Most of them have already been built on. Yeah, <laughs> we got a little bit of a shortage of land to build new houses on, and so they're they're desperately scrambling, trying to to to, to make more inventory for us. Then there's the supply chain issues. You mentioned that in in your your comments. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Uh, you know, new construction is great. Obviously, it's selling faster than they can build them. And uh, the prices are exceeding their expectations. I, I know the builders that I work with, um, when we evaluate uh, new construction that we were evaluating back, say, 18 months ago, uh, that are, we're, we're way beating our price projections for their finished products by quite a bit. Um, uh, in particular, there was a Builders, I know that we were looking at at a million seven would be the list price. Uh-huh. Um, it was just in framing, and and it's on now for two point three million. You know, that's 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 huge. That is that is huge for sure. Yeah. So, um, Sunny, let's talk a little bit about uh, your forecasts and thoughts on our real estate market over the next 12 months. And um, I'm going to ask what you think on, you know, over a longer period of time of five years, which is really challenging for anybody to say with everything that's happening in the world right now. But I want to hear your, uh, your thoughts on it. 
next 12 months and what, what, what you might see in five years? You know, uh, next 12 months is, is interesting because in, in theory, uh, when they're raising the interest rates, you'd think, oh man, it's, it's lowering buyers buying power. Uh, it's really going to throw a, a wrench in the market. Yes. That hasn't really been happening so much. Um, what it really has been doing is making buyers know that they better get off the fence. Yes. Get out there and get a property because they're only going to cost them more just based on the interest rate by next month or, or by the end of the year, which is true. At least it's what we all expect, especially with everything the Fed keeps saying. Yes. Um, so that's, that's actually driving more, which is buyers to the market, which is driving the prices higher. So for the next 12 months, I see nothing but but higher pricing. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree to uh, Sunny when, you know, we were talking earlier before uh, we started the show, but you know, you have majority of sellers. Um, I'm not a seller, but I'm in, included. Majority of people have refinanced their home and have locked in at two and a half, two and three quarters percent interest rate on a, on a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. And they have tons of equity in their home. So when they're sitting at that rate and rates are at five, six, seven, eight percent. I mean, those are not realist, unrealistic of what we could see interest rates uh, uh, doing. Even let's just say six percent. Why, you know, they're going to be staying in their home and remodeling oh, yeah. and making it their home unless they absolutely, there are people that absolutely have to relocate and sell. Yeah. But there's a lot of high percentage or a lot of people that they're just buying up. They want to, they want a nicer home. But if you've got all that equity, why are they going to want to give up their two and a half, two, three quarters percent interest rate when they are going to be buying a new one at six or seven? When they've got the equity, they can just make that home their own. Would that be a So that's going to kind of offset, you know, even if the buyers do go down. Would you, 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 you've got both things going on, right? So, so that puts further constraint on our inventory when, when these sellers have got these great mortgages. Yes. Um, but here's the, here's the deal. If they know that these interest rates are going to continue to go up and they know that ultimately they want to make a move, let's, let's talk about say a young couple. Now they've got two kids, right? Yep. Uh -huh. A young couple, they've got a little house and they want to trade it in, right? For that nicer house. Yeah. Even if they, uh, they had this great little mortgage with this great interest rate, they know that they better get into their dream house now because next year, the interest rates are going to be higher and so are the property prices. Yes. So they're still moving. Yeah. You know, we've been in this industry for a long, long time. I mm -hmm. mean, I've seen 10% interest rates. I've seen two and a half percent interest rates. Yeah. Life happens. You mm -hmm. need to move. You want to move. Yes. It still goes on. So yeah, we were, I'm over a quarter century in the industry, but we were talking before uh, we opened up for the show, uh, the, the show and, you know, when Sonny was in the mortgage industry, when you have books <laughs> that gave you the interest rate and, and there was nothing under 5%. I mean, there was, there's nothing in the book that was under 5%. Uh, not even the idea that you could ever get that low at 5%, but there was, I mean, you don't have to put anything in the book under 5%. When would that ever happen? There, you know, rates <laughs> never do that. So yeah, it's in, and that's why I'm educating, you know, with my buyers, uh, potential buyers getting into the market, um, you know, really on the reality of how great things are right now, even though we've seen interest rates increase quite a bit in a very short period of time, historically, the rates are un 
believable and they are going to continue to be going up. So call to action, property values are going to continue to price. Uh, real interest rates are going to continue to go up. So if you think, if you're thinking you want to get into the market, the best time is now and the you're losing money every day that you, uh, that you wait. So, yeah. oh, go ahead. Well, you asked about the five-year plan too. Oh yes. I forgot to get to the five-year. Yes. That was, obviously that's, that's not as easy. Uh -huh. I mean, especially oh my gosh is the pandemic coming back of course not that didn't hurt our property values no holy cow i mean i know that, that we thought everything was going to shut down homes, yeah right yeah yeah now they not only needed a home they needed two home offices and a playground yeah and a schoolhouse all in their own home so yeah. um so you know that could come back and you know the 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 uncertainty over uh the war in Ukraine is just heartbreaking. Yes. Um, shoot, I don't know. Five years is a long, long ways out. But what I do know is that our marketplace, Seattle, has a great forecast for jobs. Yes. Uh, it's a great place to live. We're not polluted. We're, <laughs> you, you, you talk to people that are moving here from New York and California, and they're like, they're like traffic? what traffic this place is yeah. awesome yeah so I, I i think in general we're going to do well and real estate is it's real yes and so whether the economy uh, is going well or going poor your home still has a lot of value yeah and it, it it lasts beyond the ups and downs as long as you can afford your house payments yes and, and your house is giving you a great place to live it's very secure absolutely yeah, only you know the the way you lose in more, uh, real estate is you're forced to sell in a bad market. So as the markets make adjustments and what's happening in the economy, if something, uh, you know, uh, comes up and there is an adjustment in the market, unless you're forced to sell that in that market, you're not losing money. You're not selling the home, and and property values will come back. It's a it's a great investment. Plus, it's the only investment that you actually get to live in and enjoy. You know that you've got a fixed rate mortgage payment, unlike rent, where you have no idea uh, how quickly and rents uh, are going up so quickly. And there's no end in sight as you always are going to have a payment, whereas mortgage, part of that payment's going to pay down the loan, which is putting money in your home savings account. Uh, you can kind of look at it that. And then it's the only thing that you have to hedge against inflation. You know, outside of gold, maybe Bitcoin, real estate's the only thing that you have to hedge against inflation. So if you look at uh, history with inflation, real estate favors well in it. And you'd mention uh, employment. If you want to know where real estate is going to go, real estate follows employment. So if you can think about, if you can answer the question of what you think our employment is going to go, where that's going to go, that's going to tell you where real estate's going to go, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's one other factor that I think a lot of people don't really think about. Mm -hmm. which is in that investment, you're leveraging more than you're putting in. So normally in an investment, you're going to get a, a, a yield, let's say, whether it's the stock market or ever or whatever, right? So you buy $100,000 worth of stock and then you get the growth on the $100,000. Yes. When you put a down payment on a house, you may be using that $100,000 to buy a $750,000 house. Yeah. So now you're getting that appreciation on a $750,000 asset. I can't tell you how a lot of times people aren't making that connection. Yes. 
And that's a, that, thank you for bringing that in, Sunny, because uh, somebody might be listening to the show right now where you don't want to have to liquidate all of this investment that you have to get into the real estate because investments have gone down. But just as Sunny said, it doesn't matter how, I mean, it matters how much you owe because you're paying interest. But when you look at the amount of interest you're paying, it, your property, the real estate is appreciating, gaining value on that price, not what you owe against it. It works like it works differently than any other asset class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our appreciation is way bitty, beating any four and a half percent. 100%. <laughs> For sure. And again, you and get there's to, a tax deduction there too. Yeah, there's the a tax deduction there. Yeah. 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 And you get to enjoy this asset. I mean, real estate is, there's nothing else uh, like real estate. So Sunny, uh, what about a quick success story that you have for a buyer? Oh my gosh. Right now in this market, anytime you literally win the house, uh -huh. it's a success story. It's a huge success. I know, you know, so and share you know, your, share your, your conversion and your stats on it because you're killing it there. You know, I, I think we we get about 50% of our offers accepted, Yeah. Um, which is pretty good because a lot of times these these houses are having, you know, 15, 20 offers. Yes. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got a, a, a pretty, pretty good uh, success rate. Yeah. So you got huge uh, success stories and helping that many people actually get their offer accepted. And again, another uh, shout out from your host at the Money Hour and why I bring experts in here is you, it's critically important that you work with one of the best in the market so that they can navigate through that process to make your offer stand out. So as we got, a, we have a couple minutes uh, left in the show. What about uh, sellers in a success uh, story for a seller? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> getting more than they ever dreamed. Uh -huh. You know, I, I have a, a lady that uh, I helped her buy a, a condo a few years back and then life changed her grandkids and her kids moved to the Bay area. And so she called me up and said, Hey, Sunny, we need, we need to sell that, you know? And I, I looked at it and the last ones that had sold in there sold for uh, about three sixty, three seventy. Mm -hmm. and uh, put it on the market for her, staged it up real pretty, got a nice bidding war, worked it just so, um, we ended up getting 480. Yeah. Good um, thing she didn't take action on one of those dang postcards that came into her mailbox. No kidding, she right? To save, <laughs> to save a few percent of the commission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, she just can't say how happy she is. Um you know, because it's, again, she, she's, she's a retired person. I mean, well, and for anybody retired or not, I mean, every, every dollar that we can, that we can save $100,000 yeah. really matters to her. Yes, absolutely. Well, what a great way to end my conversation uh, with you, Sunny. And I just want to thank you again for taking time uh, out of your day to come in and share with my listeners here on the Money Hour uh, how to be successful as a buyer and a seller and to really watch out for those advertising that are coming in um, because it definitely is promoting something that is going to ultimately end you. End costing you a lot of money in the end. So thank you for coming in, Sunny. Thank you, Tina.
And please call the show at one 855 or go online to themoneyhour.com if you'd like to connect with uh, my guest, Sunny. And Tina Mitchell here, your host and your local mortgage expert. I have to sign off for the day, but I will be here same place, same time next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145-420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134-871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.